Hey everybody, welcome back to Cut to the Chase. Today we've got episode 5 here for you guys. Our guest is John Spidell, and he's a former semi-pro football player for the Lowell Nor'easter, and also a very good family friend of mine. Our conversation today covers subjects such as his football career, as he played in the semi-pro football league. We also talk a little bit about the NFL, which is coming up, and also some of Boston's sports moments that are unforgettable. So thanks for tuning in, and without further delay, here's episode five. I didn't think the NFL was even going to start with coronavirus going on. It's interesting. Yeah. You know? Especially because, like, with the bubbles going on, just like the NHL, and then you have the NBA, like, they have bubbles, but you can't really do that with the NFL. Right, right. You know what I mean? That's interesting you say that. I just watched the first season of... um first episode of um, hard knocks yeah and watching them do everything that they had to do it's just it's super overkill well Mm -hmm. not overkill but you know what i'm saying they're being very cautious super cautious you know almost to almost to a gross point but they have to right you got all these guys and you have all these you know um people assisting them coaches assistant coach i mean there's just it just seems like there's a thousand people in every shot yeah you know so you got to not only got to protect the players but you got to protect your staff you know what i'm saying so how many people have masks on in that every everyone 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 and and it's kind of funny because um mcveigh at one point during the during the show he's like you know we all have to be better because was it one of the rams contracted in the first week really so McVeigh was, you know, was talking to the team. He's like, "We got to be better with masks." He goes, "I'm, you know, I'm the first culprit. Like, you know, my mask is always down." And I'm like, "Going, well, you guys are on fucking TV too, you know." Yeah. <laughs> are they doing for that? Are they doing both the Chargers both. and the Rams? Yep. Yeah. Yep. That new stadium is sweet. Well, have you seen? I saw, I saw bits and pieces of it, but yeah. I saw, I saw a Las Vegas one. Like, that thing's crazy. Like in person? No, 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 oh. no. Just, just like a your little tour yeah i uh we did so like i took a class my i think it was last my first semester of senior year i had um facility management so we talked about um how i'm pretty sure it's lo-fi was like right before they just bought the rights to the chargers and ram stadium so it's called lo-fi stadium so fi so fi I was like yeah. lo-fi, like, lo-fi. Yeah, 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 so-fi, <laughs> so-fi, yeah, yeah, yep. and it's just crazy. I, I didn't realize that they were sharing, uh, but then that's just my stupidity because they're both LA. Yeah, that thing's amazing. That's what I'm saying. I just so saw, it's I, indoor with a that that like 360. Yeah, that's, board. That's nuts, dude. That's badass. What's crazy is like. Jerry Jones revolutionized that shit. Yeah, no, so everybody wants to one up him. Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah, that's badass. I think it was supposed to be like the shape of a Ram, like the Rams like logo too. Is but I don't. But now they're like they're they're both playing. They're there. both playing there, so yeah. it doesn't make sense. Yeah. Yeah, Trevor, how long, how much money was that? How much money did this cost? Five billion dollars. <laughs> Jesus Christ! How much did the city fund? Does it say? SoFi Stadium, the home complex shared Los Angeles Chargers and Rams. Um, that can't be. That can't be all privately funded between the oh, two teams. No, not a chance. 
actually so what i learned in that facility management class was basically like robert Kraft is like one of the only people that has privately funded his own sta- his, his own, own stadium, stadium. Yep. gillette stadium yep. is privately funded yep that's crazy so we ba- well boston was a, i mean it's in foxborough boston wasn't gonna throw money into it no and yeah, that's why and that's won. why he threatened to move to connecticut because he was gonna get yeah you know, well was it hartford i think it was yeah it was hartford Hartford, yeah so hartford probably gave him a ton of money mm-hmm. to bring him down but he was like no we're just smart it's right between i'm pretty sure it's supposed to be right between boston and hartford that's why it's right. where it is it's like route one i'm pretty sure to get down there you have to go through route one on both sides well route one and then yeah yeah it sucks though the getting out of there is terrible leaving games from Gillette, yeah. yeah literally the worst still the worst yeah, so that's definitely it's it's crazy that the NFL is having a season because you can't really contain it at all. Like you said, there's no. I saw they were trying to make face masks that were like. Yeah, um, you know, who was who was that? Who put one on? Was um, JJ Watt? Was it? Yeah, and, and sometimes masks, even even some masks, it's some helmets are hard to breathe in. Yeah, as is, and you you know this. Yeah, especially in the middle of the damn summer. Oh, it, they're they're pretty brutal, restrictive. Um, the shit that they that they came out with the, the full face mask I don't know if you guys saw it yeah but it was a full, it was a full you got enclosure. the visor and yeah, then you the got full the... enclosure yeah and uh yeah yeah, yeah. you can kind of see it right there there's just small little holes to let you breathe through that's still not gonna stop yeah, like you're, you're not, sweating yeah. all over each other you're spitting like it, it's yeah I mean they did give them the option to opt out though that, until a certain it. date though. Right, you can't you can't opt out now. I don't think. So I didn't I didn't see what the date was. I, I would suspect you can opt out in the preseason. Mm-hmm. Because um, I think they did it. That's like when Dante Hightower opted out. He was like one of the first big names, and then people yeah. did. But there was a deadline. I'm pretty sure. I like that he did because I think it kind of extends his career a little bit. Yeah, he's taken a, he's taken a pretty good beating over the last he, couple of years. Did he just? He's such a force, but it's just such a toll on his body. It is. I mean, um, Gerard Mayo, right? I mean, yeah. I, I feel like he only played like seven, eight years. He he got he he and what's his name was is still is going through the same exact thing with his body. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's all right. I, I think it's I think it's okay. Belichick is going to piece together something crazy like he usually does, and I think we're going to be a lot. Or the Patriots will be a lot better than people say they. I think they. I think they're. I think they're ten wins. Think so? I give them like eleven. Yeah, they should be a playoff team. Should be. So when did you um when did you start playing football? Do you know what age? Yeah, um, sixth grade, ten, eleven. Um, that was back in the day where there was uh, where there were weight limits. Yeah, and I think you, you probably you probably had them too. But so I only played two years. Um, I didn't get to play my eight eighth grade year i was far beyond over but, you were overweight yeah <laughs> but i mean i was in eighth grade i was i was pushing six foot yeah you, you know and at 135 there was really no way in hell and i wasn't one of those kids my parents would never have let me wear the damn trash bags and yeah and um try to sweat that weight <laughs> sweat, out sweat that weight out no, there's no way i would look like a freaking ethiopian but, you know <laughs> six foot 135 like who the fuck is this kid yeah so 
it's probably better i mean if you're if you're losing all that weight and and especially like that point it's probably just muscle at that age you're not like fat right you know what i mean well it's all yeah it's all it's all cardio so you know you're definitely not there's probably a a good potential to get injured if you're trying to lose so much weight at that age well i mean you're a kid so you you kind of tend to be pliable yeah and, and not so frigid as as i was when i was later in my career what position did you start out playing uh running back actually yeah yep yeah, it's kind of funny. Um, you know my buddy Sean Murphy, who's who's probably the best Division One athlete to never play Division One sports. <laughs> uh, he actually played quarterback back then. Yeah. And then when we got to high school, we actually flip flopped. So my brother was a, my brother was a quarterback. So high school coaches were like, oh, he's going to be a quarterback. Yeah. But that's weird. How it's like usually when kids are young, like they'll try them out, especially like. They'll have like the most athletic play. Those it's usually between quarterback, running back, and you don't really throw it at that age. So no. it is like quarterback and running back, but it's right. very like interchangeable, right. especially. And then when they grow up, you can be like, oh well, who can throw the ball? Who now? can throw the ball? Right. Yeah. Right. Yep. No, I agree. I agree. I uh, when I started playing, I was not athletic at all, so it was like straight to the line. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it goes, and then I was the line, and then I got kicked out to, like, tight end. We never really had um, wide receivers at that age. I think that was probably... You, you guys ran you guys, you guys, guys ran the wishbone, right? Yeah. Back then. And um, so tight end, but we didn't really have any passing plays. I got into football because of Randy Moss. I was like, I want to be a wide receiver like sure. Randy Moss because that was the year that him and Tom Brady broke all those records. And, um, yeah, so it was just tight end. And then when finally we got to... We did some split out stuff, but it was when we got out, got into high school that we did a lot of like right. a lot of stuff with wide receivers. But even then, it was all like QB runs. It was, but that was just the coach <laughs> at that time. So what um what school district were you playing for when you got into high school? Uh, Air. Air. Yep. Um. And were you? Did you start off playing? I don't know back then, but when I started playing football, it was like we had a freshman team, and then we had JV, and mm. we had varsity, obviously. Yeah, you guys had the numbers. Um, air, <clears throat> air back then when I went to school is, is completely different than what air is now. Yeah, and, and what you know, even five years ago, four years ago, but we were we were a decent sized school. We were a Division two school. Mm-hmm. Um, we did have freshmen. We did have JV. We did have var- varsity, and some kids interchange between between them but in in all you know in all reality we you know we did have separate schedules yeah so so was that in high school is that's that's when they saw that you could throw when when was the first time that they're like hmm this, uh, this kid could so, be a quarter, quarterback so i was well so i was a baseball player yeah and i was probably a baseball player first before i was a football player mm-hmm. and then it kind of it, it kind of gradually became i, I felt like I was successful at both. Yeah. Um, but the coaches in high school, <clears throat> they knew I was a baseball player. Um, the varsity baseball coach knew he was going to take me as a varsity player first year, yada, yada, yada. Yep. Um, but, um, yeah, they, they knew I could throw the ball, you know, right from day one. Mm-hmm. So it was, it was kind of just get me to understand the offense from a freshman. Cause it's, you know, the coach had been there for 
umpteen years. He coached my brother. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they just just kind of threw me in there and kind of let me run with it. So did they have you go through, like you said, you had to learn the playbook and did they have you like skip your like playing with the freshman and go to JV and try to learn more of the playbook there? So I played both my freshman year. Yeah. Um, I, I was actually the varsity kicker, <laughs> which is weird, but yeah. I was a varsity kicker my freshman year. Um, but I was, I was able to play really on, on all three nights. Mm-hmm. So I was one of the, I was one of the lucky ones, I guess. I mean, that's the best way to gain experience too sure. at that level. Mm-hmm. The more you play, the better you're going to get at it. And... Right. Right. And then, so that was your freshman year and then sophomore year, obviously you're on JV, but then was that when you made your big leap to playing more? Yeah. Um, so I actually challenged the, the senior quarterback, you know, for the position. Yeah. Um, I didn't went out, mm-hmm. which is, which is fine. Um, you know, we were coming off a Super Bowl. We lost to Worcester South my freshman year. We, um, we come back into camp. It was, it was, you know, the, the senior quarterback, myself, probably a couple other guys that were older than me, but it, it was, it was me and me and the senior. Yeah. Um, but I, I had grown a ton obviously between seasons and got a little bit more athletic and he ended up winning the position, but I ended up starting on defense Yeah. as a corner. Uh, you'd be very surprised why I played corner. We played an <laughs> inverted, we played an inverted defense. So corners were back. Yeah. <clears throat> and then um, the kid at split in, who was a senior, really wasn't a wasn't a strong player. Yeah. So, by, so by the third, second, third game, I was starting at split end too. Yeah. So um, all that experience. I mean, it, it was a we had a very good team at that time too. So we went to the Super Bowl again that year. Mm-hmm. So I had a you know ton of ton of playing time. You know, I had a big role in the in playing against you guys. As a matter of fact. Yeah. Did you guys win? No, we lost. Yeah. <laughs> um, so. Did you see, like, uh, development-wise from freshman to sophomore year, like, growing athleticism, and were you, like, hitting the weight cage a lot more, too? Yeah. Um, I certainly matured a yeah. lot between my freshman and sophomore year. Um, just just the whole – my whole freshman year was, was a super learning curve, you know, going from – playing all three nights on, you know, as a freshman, playing JV, freshman JV basketball, playing with the with the varsity team in the tournaments, you know, and then playing varsity baseball. So all that really just kind of, you know, kind of pushed me a little bit more when I went into camp for football. Yeah. Um, and I think that's that certainly helped me. And, and not everybody gets that, you know, opportunity. So I made, you know, I made the best, made the best of it. You know what I'm saying? So... That's one of the biggest like regrets I have from high school football was we had like a a summer weightlifting sure. program and so we'd have to get up um basically every weekday Monday through Thursday at like I don't know it was cr- like cr- it was cr- it was like yeah. seven o'clock seven thirty like at the gym at the high school and we'd have to work out for like an hour and a half and like obviously did the workouts but I never took it as serious yeah. like as I should. <laughs> As I should have, and it, it showed. Like, yeah. I would have been a lot – I would have been a better player if I had taken and that that's, serious. And then that's, that's a huge thing for a young kid because that, that, that sets your foundation for the rest of your life. Yeah. I, I don't care if you're – I don't care if you're going to play a sport. It it just does. Yeah. You, you know what I'm saying? Once you get to – especially your age now, like, getting into good habits, you know, 
doing doing the little things to make yourself better every day mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying so i i was again i i had i had great opportunities um my freshman and sophomore year and that that kind of kind of set the foundation for what i was going to do for the rest of my life yeah you know helps you helps you become more disciplined it, it, it does yeah absolutely i would say just like playing sports um getting into a habit of where you have to like show up every day for something like practice every day after school um you have your teammates everything like that like it obviously helps with becoming more disciplined and i i know like it's always that stereotypical like oh like he played high school sports like he was a jock whatever but it definitely i see what you're saying like it definitely shows yeah it definitely does build something because if you're just running around high school i mean i know plenty of kids that i went to high school with that didn't play sports in there they're they've they're well off they're fine you know what i mean yeah, yeah. but i i see the the disciplinary well, action there right and it doesn't always necessarily need to be around sports i mean they, they can have their own their own disciplines they, they, their own routines that make them or or, or giving them a, um, a good solid foundation you know yeah parents are gonna your parents are gonna raise you to have some somewhat of a foundation if if you're a good parent they're yeah. going to do that right and and it translates it translates into football or it translates into any sport really but again all those anything in sports it all translates into life and i've always taught that as a coach to my younger kids um you you get those you get those good fundamentals you, those good habits and you know the sky's the limit you know well the, another thing that i feel like it teaches you when you're younger that you don't realize in the moment but you're able to look back at it especially in high school is how unfair some things can be in life right so if you want something in life you have to work for it right so say there's a starting position on the team you need to work your ass off because there's probably five other people that are working their ass off to get that position too right Right. and Sometimes maybe you'll get it, and sometimes you won't. Right, and you won't get the playing time, and you learn. Yeah, you gotta work hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In, in, I don't know if I want to say this, but I'm gonna say it anyways because yeah. I'm a big advocate of it. Um, just the way, the way the kids are entitled these days, um, and how parents think that you know, um, little Johnny is the best kid on the field when he hasn't he hasn't come to practices, he hasn't worked hard in the off season, he hasn't done shit. And then mom and dad are bitching that he's not playing. And, yeah. and, and I'm a big, I'm a, I'm a big advocate of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I, again, when I coach my kids, especially my son, cause he, he will never, he'll never do that. Yeah. You know, he's always going to work his ass off. He's, he's not going to do that, but it, it's, it's society's tough these days. Um, it, it's, it really it's is. It's a participation trophy. Yeah, I, and I, you know, I don't know when that changed. I know it changed a long time ago and I know there's a lot of a lot of people don't want to say anything because they don't want to say the wrong things. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I've I've got the background to defend it. Yeah. You, you know, so it's just how how are people going to be able to um, visit or just be able to live in real life after like right? So throw away high school and right. I just went through college and I just graduated. Mm-hmm. 2020 coronavirus hits i've had no luck finding a job as a college graduate but you know what growing up my life the way that i've grown up and like just learning that there's going to be some shitty times 
and there's going to be some good times and you yeah. just got to deal with it. But I'm, I, I've never thought of myself as like, as soon as I graduate, like I'm just going to be offered a job. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's what I feel like sports really helped me with was I was never the best player on the field. So whenever I did have playing time, like I worked for those moments. Sure. And, you know, like I said, like, I wasn't the best player, but those moments that I did like work my ass off to get that yeah, playing field, time, yeah. like yeah. I was proud of it. Yeah, that's yeah, and then that's. But the thing is, is you're not built that way, yeah. right? I mean, uh, not everybody's built that way. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And that's there should be a whole hell of a lot more people that have that mentality. Yeah, and and they don't. You know, let's let, you know everybody wants everybody just wants it handed to handed them. to them or. You know. But that's the thing is if you if you teach kids that at an age, especially in high school, when their brain is going through just this hormonal change and just all this stuff's happening to you in high sure. school biologically and physically, and then you teach them that they're just going to get handed everything, like that's going to fuck them up for the rest of their life. Well, that's and that's and that's a lesson to be learned. Yeah. Right. It's just. You don't know what's being said at home, right? I, 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 as a coach, I could, I could, just try to beat it into them. Yeah. It, but once, once Johnny goes home with mom and dad, it's like, don't, don't fucking listen to him. He doesn't know what he's talking yeah. about, and, and it's just, it's, it's very difficult because you're really just, you're, you're really just banging heads on, on trying to make the kid a good kid. Yeah. You, you know, so. That's like I have had, I'd had issues with playing time and like. Obviously, as a kid, like I would, I'd complain to my dad, and he was just like, "Well, like you just gotta work harder." Then yeah. he's like, and also he looked me right in the eye, and he was like, "That's just life. Sometimes, sure. even if you work hard, you sometimes you're still gonna fail, but you yep. just learn from it. Yep. Doesn't matter. It's gonna happen." Yep. No. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um. So, did you ever get a scholarship to play anywhere after? I I, I didn't. Um. I had a few schools looking. You know, I, I don't know, I, I don't know how my coaches presented me to, to college coaches, or mm-hmm. or if they even did. You well, know. Air is it, such a, it's it's a, it's just a small town. It, it's a small school, but it it's um, at that time it it was really weird. We had a we had a new coach my senior year for football, and um, and that was supposed to be my, my big year hindsight's 2020 yeah the guy the guy was basically an administrator he wasn't a he, he wasn't a football coach so yeah. i chalked the football side up to that um i, I had interest in some division two schools um and were you also still you said you're still playing baseball at this time too i said oh yeah yeah, yeah. So. so what what i wanted to do was um i didn't get a, a division three at the time uvo was division three but in baseball they were division two so i want to play both sports yeah, I went there, um, played my freshman year, started at free safety. Really, just wanted to play baseball. Um, so you had to. Uh, well, see, I don't know how it works with D three. At least so the school that I went to, I think there was some recruiting, but with you going to Lowell, so you had were you basically a walk on to make sure. the team? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They but they knew who I was. They yes. they they were they did recruit me. They knew who I was, yeah. so when I said I was going there, they were they were excited. Sure, yeah, um, they're like, we're getting an athlete, we're gonna get a quarterback, we're getting 
three quarterbacks, three freshman quarterbacks, but yeah. we can we can now, you know, mix and match them and put them in different places, which is good. Um, but that's that wasn't what I wanted to do. I really wanted to play baseball. Um, kind of got the kind of got the cold shoulder from the coach there. Yeah. When I walked into his office, and at that point, I decided I was like, I'm out. I'm 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 leaving. I'm going. I'm going to transfer to Florida, the school in Florida. In which which I did the next semester, mm-hmm. and then ended up playing playing down there for a couple of years. What school was it in Florida? Flagler College, little private school in St. Augustine. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I ended up playing there for a couple of years. Um, I ended up signing a uh, independent deal with Nashua up here. Came back, went back to UMass Lowell yeah. when they were UMass Lowell, and um, yeah, went back to playing football in the. It worked out. It worked out perfect because I could play football and baseball at the same time. Play professional baseball, play college football. It, yeah. it just it all worked out. So. And so, what year was that when you came back to play for ninety, the Riverhawks? Ninety. Ninety six. Ninety six. Were they still D three at that point? No, everything was everything was Division two. Division two. Yep. Do you guys do you remember who you played? Some did you ever play like big name? Yeah, uh, colleges. Um. So. We had the Bentleys, we had the Stonehills. Yeah. Um, I think we still played a portion D three college. Uh, a portion of the schedule was D three colleges. Yeah, like Curry, um, yeah. Norwich up in up in Vermont. Yeah, um, Plymouth State. We, Plymouth State was still a big rival, so we we still played them. But uh, we played Stony Brook, who's Division One now, um, Sun, Central Southern Connecticut. Yeah. So those are those are the type of schools, and I mean it's, it was a tough division. It, yeah, it was. And when you came back, um, and you so you transferred, right? Obviously, transferred. yeah, transferred, transferred down, transferred, transferred back, transferred back. Did yeah. you lose credits in the process? I, I did. Yeah, I did. Um, so I had a basically did five years. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's, that's so I. I just know this from a lot of my friends in college were soccer players, so mm-hmm. I know that I think there's a couple that this year they were seniors and they graduated with me, but I'm pretty sure they transferred at a certain time yep. in their career where they're able to play like one more season. But now everything's with COVID is canceled, so I don't know if it's going to yeah. be like now they're going to be like twenty three and they're going to be able to play well, another season. So, so, so the rule is is you have five years to play four. Yeah, and if you don't, if you don't use a year, the co- the school can always tab you as a as a red shirt, right? Yeah. You didn't play, or you didn't play enough. Yeah, you know, and and, and you, then you can have that extra year. Yeah. You know? So. So when you transferred back, was it? Were you basically competing for that starting role, or did they they were like, "Oh, we're getting them back"? And... Yeah, so that that again, that this is I hadn't played football in three years, and um, I was obviously I was still in shape. I was still playing professional baseball. <clears throat> um, they brought in a kid from Northeastern as the quarterback. Yeah. Right, this is this is when um, uh, Sandy Ruggles came in, so he he changed the dynamic of of the football team. Yeah. Day one. Was he running spread? Of course he was. <laughs> so they brought in, they brought in, um, they brought in a, a division one kid and a couple other guys. And I, you know, they asked me to play. I'm like, that's cool. I go, I'm not really sure if I can play quarterback right now. They're like, well, 
split end tight end i go that's i go that's fine yeah you know fast forward the first three games quarterback gets hurt like we need the kid, a quarterback the, the kid the kid that that the uh the the other kid that they had brought in was just just didn't provide what they needed yeah and so um after half the season i i was starting quarterback and that was that was kind of it and so you had was that only so was that technically then your senior year no or did you have one more year after that no i actually so that was actually only my sophomore year in football oh okay so it was my junior year in school because i lost the credits yep so i was able i was able to play two years damn and and, and i could have i could have not gone to school in the spring of 97 and came back in 98 and played my my senior year of football yeah so how was it what was it like balancing playing for nashua and also playing for football and uh lowell um like what was it like physically and like mentally on your body so so baseball is a grind um playing playing a short season you're playing you're playing 60 games in like i don't know 55 nights yeah it's it's a grind so all summer long you know all summer long i was doing that and and it was it it was tiring because you're you're on a bus once a week for three four five six hours at a time yeah and in in my head i'm in the back of my mind i'm like shit i gotta go to camp you know as soon as this is done i've got to go to camp for two weeks and in and by the time i got to camp i was i was just burnt out just dead yeah so um i no offense i kind of dogged it through camp for two years because it, it just i was just so burnt out from baseball yeah you know? so it, it took a toll on me but after you know after camp even even the first two weeks of the season it, it was a struggle but after that you know my body finally came back and yeah it's always like with football at least it's like that first first game in the weeks before that you, i feel like you find a lot of those like smaller injuries because your body's just getting just, used to yeah. getting beat up sure yeah. and then you get kind of through the season if you don't have like a big injury then Absolutely. you're kind of better off but yeah. Yeah. those first like when you're when your body's not used to getting the shit kicked out of it like training camp when you f- put on full pads oh, and you yeah. have double sessions yep. like you you go home and you're like i can't move anything right, right. <laughs> I, I used to at lunch it, it was great at lunch i used to we'd used to go to lunch and i go back to my room we'd probably have an hour or two in between and i would just seize up in cramps oh. like i would just seize up my whole body i would just lay there like i can't even call anyone i can't, <laughs> even, I can't do anything just gonna have to let this go and by the time by the time i got back to the uh, training room i was fine but oh i didn't even realize that like uh muscle cramps were such a big thing until i played high school football and oh, like geez. my first like as a freshman we'd have to dress for friday night home games yeah and so we were there and like watching like the seniors play and like they'd run off the side and be like they couldn't even say anything. They were just like cramping and the trainer would have to come over and stretch them out. And like, oh, yeah. I was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> like I'm used to, I don't know, like eighth grade, seventh grade where like someone probably got like their bell rung or something. So they're messed up or got a stinger, but I never saw like where they were just like holding their leg and they're like, ah, ah. And the trainer's like, just get on the ground and like would stretch their leg yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And then she would always be like, every time we had a practice, our trainer would always be like, go home 
and get some Pedialyte. Drink Pedialyte gets the electrolytes in you. I don't think anyone actually drank Pedialyte, but <laughs> that that stuff's awful. Oh, but it's it, so it gross. works. But it works. It works. Yeah. So the first time I ever drank it. Pedialyte. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I, <laughs> I never drank it until like this 4th of July. We had a, my friend had a party and I went to it on the 3rd of July. And then on the 4th of July, I was in rough shape and I was like, I'll just buy a Pedialyte. <laughs> so like we said, when you, when you came back, you transferred from Florida, came back up and played. So you're getting a lot of time. You said that person got hurt at quarterback. Right. The other guy wasn't producing. And um, how much? So how many games did you start after the other quarterback wasn't producing, and you went? I think in? it was. I think it was like five. Yeah, four or five. And that was your, she said, sophomore year. Well, playing. It was my sophomore year. Um, for football. For football. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And then junior year, going into junior year, was it basically your position to lose? No. Um, it was the same kid that I had to battle out in uh, in camp. Um, I lost out, went back to, you know, wide receiver. Yeah. <clears throat> he ended up getting hurt two games in again. And then. So he's just glass jaw. Uh, well, he, he, he was a, he was a, um, he was a lighter kid. Yeah. But he, he was so athletic, so talented, just, and, and he's one of my good friends even to this day. Um, but yeah, a little bit injury prone and I, and I, you know, not talking bad about him. I thought he was, he was a dynamic quarterback, yeah. especially in that type of offense. And you know, you know what that type of offense is. Well, I mean that type of offense, I was going to say so, uh, that, that coach and hurt quarterbacks seems to go hand in hand. Right. But, but the funny thing is, is, is I'm not that, I'm not a dynamic guy. I'm a, mm-hmm. I'm a, I'm a guy that'll throw the ball down the field or, or, or do certain things. So when I was in there, it was a different look, yeah. right? So, you know, we, we might not have been as ex- successful uh, my junior year as we were my sophomore year, but we played, we, we started to play better competition and we were in games, you know, I, I think I remember we ended up playing um, University of Albany first year, the first game of the season. Yeah. And they, they had just won the league coming off and they got... They got this kid that's you know Division Two Player of the Year, whatever, and um, th- they beat us twenty one seven. Like they sh- they were, they were supposed to you know kill us, and you know it's just those it's just it's 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 a marginal thing. Yeah, know? I mean th- there's like small victories within even uh, a defeat like that. Yeah. Like if if it's on paper that. You know they're gonna crush you guys, right. and you still hold them to like twenty-one points, right. and you you only lose by fourteen. Mm-hmm. It's two scores. That's not bad at all. Right. That was right. like uh, this year. Um, so my roommate, I think you met him last weekend, Dylan. He was the taller kid. Yeah, yeah. He was the starting goalie for our college right, for right, right. Yeah, soccer. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And they played. Oh, I think it was Brandeis, and Brandeis was like nationally ranked. ranked. Um, I forget what they were, but I think they were in, like, the top 20, I think, for D3. Oh, jeez. I'm pretty sure. And um, we ended up tying them. We actually should have beat them. Um, There was a kind of crappy play at the end that got called a handball, but it shouldn't have been a handball, and we scored and they took it back. But we tied them, and, like, a lot of the kids were upset, but I was telling them, I was like, you guys just tied, like, a a ranked team. Like, you should be proud of that. That's pretty sweet. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, 
so you went back to wide out and you came back. So we got hurt. He came back. You came back. And as a, as a quarterback, you were, like you said, you weren't as dynamic. You were more of just being able to uh, yeah, pass the ball. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, it, it wasn't, it was an option offense, but yeah. obviously it's a, a little bit more different. I mean, when he was in, they, they probably threw the ball 10 times. Yeah. If I was in, we probably threw the ball 20 times. Right. So it, it was, still had to run the option still had to be a little bit a little bit athletic yeah right and um you know it it, it just it, it worked at that time it, it was pretty good so, some of the play calling wasn't great but yeah you know it, it was it's some of it was putting putting me in tough you know t- tough situations and um you know whether i succeeded or if i didn't succeed obviously it's on me yeah I mean, I don't know who your offensive coordinator was in high school, but I guarantee you I probably ran probably 10 of the same passing plays yeah. that you guys had. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just well, from having that they, same they had, coach. They had to change it up a little bit. They had yeah. to be a little bit more, uh, again, a little more dynamic in their play calling and, and pass routes and things like that because we're playing defenses that were certainly a whole hell of a lot better than just high school level yeah. defenses. So, you know. So that was when he got hurt. How many games in? You said that was three. So you played a longer season. I played a longer season at quarterback that year. Yep. And so did you have the? So you probably had the better arm than he did. He was just more dynamic. Yep. So you were a pocket passer. Yes. That was your style. That's that's my thing. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. What was your longest uh, completion? In college or or in In college? In college. Uh. I think probably maybe 60, 70 yards. Nice. Yeah. Did you ever um, – do you remember what your stats were that year? No. No. Nope. Nope. I threw more touchdowns than interceptions, so that's a plus. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's kind of what you strive for as a quarterback. You don't want to be – you certainly don't want to be upside down. No. Um, that, that doesn't make good for, you know. Yeah. that I feel like that's the thing is that at quarterback it's – also a big like confidence position so it, it you is. throw sure. like th- two or three picks a game that's tough oh, you yeah. know what i mean it's yeah. gonna it's gonna linger on you it's not like <laughs> basketball where they're like shoot or shoot just yeah. keep shooting if you miss yeah. a shot yeah, I've, got, I've got some stories when if you keep moving on to the semi-pro I, yeah I, you could you could start making fun of me because <laughs> we all have we all have bad games so your senior year in college did you Win the position, or were you still fighting for it? So I did. I didn't go back to play. I I left that year on the table. Yeah. Um. I just wanted to graduate, get out of you know get out of school. <clears throat> By that time, I was twenty three, going on twenty four, and I, I I was I was done. Yeah. I was just done. So I ended up getting my degree, getting out of school, <clears throat> um, and just going to work. Yeah. You know. And then when did you start playing semi pro? that that summer um i kind of got suckered into that one um you know you hear so many bad things about semi-pro and it's a working man's league and people are cheap shotting and doing this and doing that and being a quarterback it's 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 always in the back of your mind it's like what what the fuck am i going to do this yeah um so my college my college football captain approached me and goes hey we need a quarterback i go like mark i'm not I'm not playing. Yeah. It was just come up and meet all the guys and 
So dumb me, <laughs> show up, just just to watch, and the coach puts me right in. Yeah. Um, kind of fell in love with it right away. Like yeah. The first second, um, the guys were the the the, the guys were great. Um, the whole that whole team dynamic was was amazing. So, um, what is basically like the the structure of that? Is it is it just kind of like a is it like a play for fun league, or do you have to sign a contract to the team? So, um, yeah, I mean, you have to sign a contract only only to make the league not liable for anything. Yep. Uh, other than that, um, the way the way that league was structured at the time, it was I think it was one year deals that you were, you know, contracted to that team because guys love to just jump ship and, yeah. and jump ship during the middle of the year. Like so, yeah. you can't you can't have can't have team a with three unbelievable guys that are oh and oh and eight and then you have a fairly decent team that's missing a couple pieces of the puzzle and they jump and they ship jump and ship over. and then they and then they become a you know great team so th- there was contracts in there yeah so what was like the um incentive though were you paid at all uh um i i I guess so. Yeah. But like, so like, if somebody not, wanted... not not somebody not somebody giving me a check every week. Yeah. But we, we there were incentives. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. And that's what I was like asking towards. Why would people want to jump ship then? So but, like, if there was a championship, like. But not everybody. Not everybody gets paid. Yeah. And and people just love to play the game, and and semi pro is just that. Like they just love to play, and they want to continue to play. Um, and then you get some of the, you get some of the historical teams like the Boston Bandits or the Middleborough Cobras who's been, who's been around since, you know, 1965. Yeah. People just want to play. They just want to play. They, yeah. they don't, they don't give a shit. Just for the love uh, of the game. That's it. Um, and now, nowadays it's, it's completely, completely different from what I understand. I haven't really kept up, but, um, every, every year team guys are moving to this team or that team and, and, and I, I was never like that yeah i mean i did it once and there's a reason behind that but um yeah th- there's i'm trying to think of where i was going with that thought the incentive oh the incentive yeah they're they're really some guys get paid some coaches get paid yeah but other than that it, it's very minimal it's, yeah. it, it may be one guy maybe two guys and that's it yeah so um, so what team did you start off playing semi-pro with? Uh, Lowell Nor'easter. Nor'easter. Yep. And I think that's when I yes. came up and was like a ball boy. Yep. You are on that team. Yep. What were their colors? Black and green. Black and green. Yep. That's what I remember. Um, and then how long were you with them for? 12 years. 12 years. And yeah. you said you jumped, you I, changed I did, teams? I did. I, in, um, <clears throat> so in 09, I stopped playing in 09. I took 2010 off. I wasn't going to play at all. Yeah. Um, I ended up getting married, moving down closer towards Middleborough. Kind of got the itch. Yeah. Uh, reached out to the to the coach down there, uh, who who's a great great guy, and, and he would have been the only guy that I would have come out of retirement for. Yeah. And he said all the right things. Did all the right things. Um, such a great guy and we, we're we're close friends to, to this day but um yeah he, he got me to he got me to play for them and we won a couple more championships so, so did you win when you were with Lowell? did you win championships there we did yeah um so from 99 98 was my first year 
to 2000, uh, we lost three games. Wow. We lost three games. We were national champions twice. Um, those those were really good teams. Where were you playing for like the championship? Uh, we would go to Rome, New York. So it was, it was so. Think of it as uh, college football. They have Division One, yeah. Division Two. So you have two A, three A. Yeah. At that time, we were two A, uh, just because we were brand new. Yeah. And nobody nobody knew us, and then we just, you know, we just started beating people pretty good and um, kind of running the running the tables. Um, what was the strength of your team? Was it you or you the MVP? No, no, actually, <laughs> in the early years, we had we had such a great offensive line. Um, our running backs were were just they were just unbelievable. So we didn't we didn't really have to throw the ball very much. Yeah, uh, very. You knew what we we're doing. We we're we we're coming at you, and just if you couldn't if you couldn't football. if you couldn't stop it, um, that was it. Uh, then the next few years, <clears throat> the next few years we. I mean, we were, we were good. We were very good. Um, it's just teams are being a little bit more dynamic than we were and starting yeah. to figure us out, right? Um, 2002, we did beat the actual, we, we beat the actual number one team in the country. Oh the, damn! Like the whole country, we beat them. Um, and that called? was that was the Brooklyn Mariners, and, and they're they're historically a great team. They're yeah. they're one of the old teams that that were around since the 60s. Um. And then that year we kind of kind of fell off for a few years. Uh, we were in the championship game every year for our league. Yep. But so it's like it's like college football. Like you have to win your league, mm-hmm. and then you move on from your league into like almost like an NCAA bracket type thing. Sure. Yep. Semi pro. That's, that's it. That's exactly national it. bracket. Yeah. Yep. yep. That's it. That's crazy. Uh, I can only imagine what it was like having because think about just football in general right there's so many good football players in this country and they don't get the shot to play in the nfl and where do they go from there if they want to keep playing semi-pro football yeah well i mean there's you know you you got a couple other things the the arena the arenas the, the, the cfl but you know cfl you can only carry so many americans yeah a lot of guys go a lot of guys go overseas um, to play. I mean, they they love Americans over over in Europe. They, yeah. they they'll give you they'll give you everything you want, right? You don't have to pay a thing as long as you know you're doing what you're supposed to do on the field. Half the time you're a coach, so you know there there are options. But to get back to the NFL, I mean, you you've got to be you've got to be a top top prospect were there any people in the um in your league that were lighting it up that there were like nfl scouts coming to watch them at all no um no but in 2000 this is after i left 2010 um a guy diamond ferry he he went to syracuse he was in the he was with i can't remember what nfl team for for camp he had gotten cut so he ended up playing with the, with Lowell mm-hmm. um, for a few games and then CFL came calling and he was he gone he was gone yeah yep. so I feel like when I was I don't know what year it was I want to say probably so you said you stopped playing in 2009 with Lowell Lowell yep that must have been the last year I think it was probably maybe then 2008 when I came to your game when okay. I was really young okay. and I, the one thing that I do remember was 
did you guys have good wide receivers that year? Yes. Yep. I just remember your yeah. wide receivers were either very good, but they're also very um, confident. They're a very confident <laughs> so group you, of guys. You do, you do you do recall that? So those those guys were together. <clears throat> 07 wasn't really our best year. We we struggled a bit, um, but we started to build a team in that in that wide receiver crew that was the first year we all got together and and we started to we started to gel a little bit at the end of the season of, of um 07 08 we had a great year um we still lost in the championship game but 09 just all the hard work over the three years yeah. over those three years like we could do anything like I, I i wouldn't even have to call a play half the time or just i would call a play and we just make side adjustments, right? We don't, yeah. you know, my, my slot receivers, they know where I'm going to throw the ball depending on what their defender was doing, right? Yeah. If he was coming, they knew where to go, you know, and, and we were we were very good. We were we were very, very good at blitz, at blitz recognition. Mm-hmm. And um, those guys, you know, those guys were my world that year. You know, I think I threw 40. Someone said fifty-two, but I didn't think I didn't think it was fifty-two. Um, I think I threw about forty-seven touchdown passes that year. Jesus. So, do you know um, how many yards you threw for? Oh God, no. Um, it's got to be in the three thousand range, yeah. somewhere in there. Interceptions. <sighs> Under twenty. Yeah. I mean, we threw the ball a lot. Yeah. We threw the ball a ton, but you know, we put up a ton of points. Um, we had a great running game. We, we just that year you know i i i compared that year 09 with with our 2000 team um which i think was the best ever uh for lowell and, and i think that year in 2000 we could have beat we could have beaten the marlboro shamrocks and that's everybody thinks i'm crazy but <laughs> you know um if you knew their history yeah so the thing is what's tough is like so Obviously, I just watched um, Division Three college football, and there was one kid on um, – he was actually in my sportman classes, and he – I'm pretty sure he was getting scouted. Like, we always had – like, I swear, there was always one kid out of our class, out of, like, each year's class that would always get, like, the recognition would be, like, All-American and always get scouted. Yep. I don't know if they ever made it. Um but I felt bad. He was a running back, and I all I see on his Instagram is he's just grinding all the time, working yep. out, yep. doing just at workouts with various people, um, with some bigger names too. I'm pretty sure I saw him um, working out with some higher profile quarterbacks that are younger stars right now, going into like um, bigger colleges like D1 colleges, sure. and I think he's just trying to get recognized all, and trying yeah, to make all, it. All you have to do is um, all you have to do is impress one scout. That's yeah. all you need to do. Uh, if you can catch one scout's eye that has, you know, has a good reputation, you, you know, this, you just, all you need is one foot in and then, you know, the rest is up to you. He just, I have to give it to him though. It's like that he grinds, he's grinding. Yeah. Good. You know what I mean? And if that's your dream though, that's, that's what good. you got to do. You got to really work for it. Yep. But we actually, me and um, our producer and I actually played with a kid in high school who was in the NFL right now. Oh, yeah. Not on our team. He we played uh, Doherty in Worcester. Oh yeah, 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 and, yeah, yeah. Um, Division one school. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Isaac Iadam was our when I was a freshman and sophomore, 
he was on Doherty, and he was their wide receiver. And we could put all 11 people on this kid, and he would jump over everybody and catch the ball and run for a touchdown. It was ridiculous. That's awesome. His profile picture on Twitter for the longest time was him just, like, straight up, Jumping like like straight vertical and blocking a kick. <laughs> he was just a freak athlete. Yeah. Like the the one year that we went down there, we opened up the season against him, or against um them, and he, uh, we were so close. We were, we were tied up because usually they would kick our ass because North Middlesex at that point sucked and they were a good school and we were like very close. I think it was like twenty four to like 17 so we needed to stop them and get the ball and tie the game and yeah. we were all confident in each other and it was like third and like seven and i just remember he like ran a slant and they decided to pass on third and seven they he, they ran a slant and he just made like the play of the game made an incredible catch caught it and i'm pretty sure it just broke off for a touchdown and it was just it was over it yeah. was like we we felt so confident in ourselves yeah. and then he just he just stole the show and you just yeah, it's, but- those those types of kids, those type of kids, you know, and coaches coaches are usually pretty good to hide hide those types of guys until yeah. the end of the game. They're like, let's oh, wa- no. watch watch this, right? You yeah, know? Um, yeah, that good for him. That's awesome. Yeah, so he went to Boston College, I think, and became a cornerback mm-hmm. or defensive back, and then was drafted. I want to say late fifth round. I don't know. Let's fact check that. Late fifth round for the Broncos. Fifth round's actually pretty good. Yeah. I mean. Maybe sixth round. I don't know. Trade to Giants. Denver Broncos. 99th overall. I don't know how many picks there are. So that's. Well, uh, Tom Brady was 199. He was the 11th quarterback. So he was drafted in the 2018 draft 99th overall. Third round. I was going to say third. Third Fourth, round, 99th maybe. overall, 11th cornerback to be drafted in 2018. That's awesome. Good, well, that is. That's, yep. a, that's a nice story I can it tell is. my grandkids. There you go. I, was like, I, I, I played s- against this guy. I sucked at football, but this kid was really good. Yeah. Yeah. It's always heartbreaking when you're playing games, and it's just like that. Yeah. That one play at the end of the game, you're just you're grinding it out with another team, and then that one – that one person just makes a play yep. and it's it's over. It's like I don't know if you remember the um in the Super Bowl against the Falcons, obviously the Pats came back and won, but there was a play late in that game where Julio Jones caught it like over yeah. Eric Rowe yep. and like toe tapped. Yep. And I was like, That's it. That's it's, like it's a, because yeah, because the Patriots get screwed every time with a like some like, crazy catch. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I was like, that was the catch. Yep. And yep. it, it's it's so heartbreaking. It's ridiculous. Yeah, but we we got one of our you know one of our own that night, you know. So well, yeah. I mean, that was I think. Uh, I actually I wouldn't say I was gonna say Julio Jones' catch was probably more athletic, but I don't oh, know cer- how. Oh, certainly, I don't know how Julian Edelman caught that ball that night. I really don't know. <laughs> That's just insane concentration and luck. I think it was a little bit of luck. Yeah, a little bit of luck. Yeah, yeah sure. But when that happened, there's I think every Patriot fan was like, oh, "We have this." Yeah. There's 
that stuff doesn't just get handed to you for you to just <laughs> fuck up the rest of the game. Right. Um, so after you, we talked about you going through the semi-pro, um, what was it like playing physically in this, in the semi-pro? Was it tough? Were you, uh, uh battling a lot yeah, of injuries? Um, yeah, there were a few years where, you know, I had to battle through a whole season of stuff. Yeah. Um, my knee in particular, actually twice, um, I think in 03, I blew up my ACL right before the season about a month before the season and um i had i had that choice of getting it fixed or not getting it fixed and i didn't yeah so so i i I struggled through the season probably didn't have one of my better seasons you know and then subsequently it got better got better and then i did it and like i did it again in like oh six um but I knew I knew what I needed to do to get it back. So I, I think I played a little bit better than I did in 03 or 04, whatever year that was. Yeah. Um, but yeah, certainly um, 09, I, I, I had a third degree separation of my shoulder. Oh. Came out, I came out of the game for probably two series until I got some, you know, meds in and I went back in. And... So would you pull like a Matt Stafford? Separate a shoulder and come in yeah. through a touchdown yeah. pass. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that got dropped actually. Oh really? That sucks. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. So, so you're like Cinderella story. Yeah. Oh. It, it was the only game we lost that year, um, as a matter of fact. But um, yeah, I mean, there, there's there's little nicks and nicks and bumps and bruises that you you play through. Um, it, it's it's going to happen as a quarterback, right? I yeah. Mean, it, it just. I just had to, I always, I always prided myself on being just that tougher guy mm-hmm. that wouldn't, that wouldn't just, I, I wouldn't give in. That's just my, it's a, that's it's just a mindset. My, you gotta yeah, have I just, I've football. always, I've always had that just, I'm not, not going to come back out and, and play. You yeah. Know? I'm not going to sit on the bench and cry, but I remember when I came to that game, I mean, this is just a minor injury, but when I was, that was like when I was like 10 years old and every series you came off, you're asking for a towel because one of your hands or fingers got fucked up bad. And it was just Probably. like, it was like profusively bleeding yeah. every time you came over to talk to the coach or whatever. You're like, I need a towel. I need to like yeah. cover this thing up. Right. And I was well, like, Oh my gosh. Yeah. Back, back in those days, it, you know, they didn't throw you off the field for bleeding. Right. Yeah. They, they're like, this is, this is what the league is like. Yeah. Um, again, it's a working man's league. So if you're bleeding, all right, well, <laughs> that's, yeah that's on you exactly you, know, you want to so. exactly you want to leave or you want to keep playing yeah yeah um so would you finish your career in semi-pro with how many titles um <clears throat> between the two teams um eight of 14 years eight of 14 years and so that's eight so that's eight total titles how many like league so, the, so, so those are all league, all uh, league be, yeah. between the New England Football League and uh, the Eastern Football League. We won. What do they call that? The Harvest Bowl, which is which is a regional championship. Three times. Yeah. Four times. Oh, nine. We won. And then we had one shot at the national championship game in oh, nine. And yeah, now. No. Yeah. Yep. That's tough. It's a tough stage. It, it is. It is. Yep. We, uh, I think in my football career, I only had, there was a point where 
I don't know if you remember, I was, I, I wouldn't say I didn't contribute a lot to the team, but I was also like a tight end on like the second offensive line that was back in 2009. And, uh, our team went undefeated. Um, we beat, we won regionals, we won States. Um, and then we were in the game to go to nationals and to go down to Florida. And that was, yeah. Oh, nine. Um, it was heartbreaking. We ended up playing the Giants, the Fairfield what? Giants. Oh, Fairfield. Oh, Connecticut. Yep. We played them, and we played in, I don't know what that Worcester Stadium is called, but it's where Doherty played. I don't know. Uh, was that Foley? I think so, Foley. Yeah. The uh, If you're looking, if you're on the side, on the home sideline of the stadium, yep. and they got a big scoreboard yeah. like behind the, the other sideline, yeah. yeah, that's Foley. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And, uh, it was like, I swear, I think our coach, either our town looking back at it and like, I've talked to some people and it was like, now that we kind of look back at it, it was like, I don't know if we were going to be able to get the whole team down to Florida <laughs> fin- oh, finan- financially. <laughs> and so I wouldn't accuse him of throwing, throwing the, the game, game, but we went like 17 and 0 and were like disciplined to the point where we didn't make any we didn't we barely made penalties in the game we never there were never any flags thrown maybe like one offsides in a game i think we jumped offsides in the championship game 20 times oh jeez and he put in like a lineman that was on the second the second line that yeah. shouldn't have been in and he put him in and like looking back you're just like what what's what going on yeah. Yeah, yeah like what why didn't you know there was kind of like a maybe you get like those i can see in the championship game you get like the nerves for the first like series and then you go back out there and you kind of get the adrenaline pumping right. but like yeah. we jumped off sides a lot <laughs> in that game and it's like what's going on here and it sucked because it was like watching the Patriots go seventeen and 0, 18 and zero, yeah, and then losing, the losing in the Super Bowl yeah. is the same thing. We're like we're like the Patriots, and then we met the Giants in like the big game, the Fairfield Giants, and we lost. And it was uh, like this sucks. Kind of ironic. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, that was awful. Like the whole team cried. Yeah. It was awful. Because yeah. we're everyone at that age is just like we want to go to Disneyland, like. We want to go down to Florida and play in Disney. And, right. But then you hear the stories of like them going down to Florida and the teams uh, oh, that they played. Oh, it's a nightmare. Oh. I, I've heard. I've I've heard. You know what they do down there. It's yeah. You, you're 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 you are you're like in a bubble. Yeah. You can't that you can't do anything. You, you've got you've got strict um, strict timelines. You, you've got you've got practice here here and here. You can't go anywhere. Your par- you barely can see your parents. Yeah. You know what I'm saying. So. And then you play like three games in eight days. Yeah. And the teams are from all over the country right. and they're massive. Like right. you're playing the, like the, big the boys. Texas boys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. You're you're not just I, playing I've, New I've, England. I heard, yeah, I heard that, you know, coaching coaching Brady, but um <laughs> I, I like thank God. Thank God. Yeah. That's all I can say is thank God. Yeah. Well, one of our good friends went down to Florida for like the um all-star national championships we had that in eighth grade i think yep and um obviously like the regional you had we had like 
um, the best players from the region. Sure. Yep. And so like there was, he's like, on our team we didn't have massive linemen, but our linemen were good enough. But he was like, like the linemen that were the all stars in our regional team were like massive, mm-hmm. and like they were getting pushed around down in Florida. And he's like, you did not want to, we didn't want to play because actually that year we played um, Worcester south or worcester north one of them and like um i think it was basically like the regional championship it was a game at night in tingsboro and it was us and them we were both the best uh teams in the in new england so whoever it was like whoever won this game was going down to florida and we ended up losing that that game and they blew through the rest of the playoffs if we won we probably would have done the same thing and my buddy was like, yeah, like when I went down there for All-Stars, they were playing and like. And they were getting thrown around. Oh, they were getting yeah. tossed. Yeah, I, I, I've heard that too. I've heard that, yeah. It's all fun until you see the rest of the country and you're like, those. We're like, not, we're not, we're not close to any, any Florida team, Texas team, no, California. because we don't have four season football yeah. in this, this part of this, in the, this part of the uh, uh, country. Yep. You only get it in the fall. Like the beginning of summer to the fall, and then a little bit in the winter, but that's it. Yep. yep. What do we have here? Oh, yeah. All right, I guess we try to transition it. Give me a second. Yeah, this is crazy. Did you see this today? I did. The news? Yep, so I did. Cam Newton. He's a captain, is, too. Was named the starter, the number yep. one quarterback for the – New England Patriots, and this says that came after Newton was voted one of three offensive captains as a part of a player's vote. And it's extremely rare for the Patriots to elect a player in his first year, which is with the team as a team captain. Along with offensive captains James White and David Andrews. Thank God David Andrews is back. Yeah. He was a crucial part that was missing last year. Yep. Yep. Our center. Yeah, I you know... Cam must be doing all the right things, right? He's he's just he's got to he's got to be able to keep up with keep up with it. He can't, you know. Um, who's who's the last guy that came through here? Not Gordon. Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown. Like, yeah, you could say you could say you could tell Bill everything he wants to hear in the first week or two. Yeah. Because the first time you first time you fuck up. You're out. Yeah. That's it. I mean, and, and Antonio Brown's such a dynamic player. Like, yeah, he had that. Uh, he had this shit going on with, like, the off-field presence. Though he had the whole uh, yeah. rape allegations and everything going right. on right. with him. Right. But what's crazy is like, I, at least with Brady's 18, 19 seasons with the Pats, nineteen. I didn't really like. You never really heard Belichick really blow a lot of smoke up his ass unless they won a championship that year. And Belichick came out like this week, earlier this week saying, he's like, yep, like Cam, there's not many people that work as hard as Cam does. And he was like praising him. And yeah, I was like, this is weird. And this is, this is my own, this is my own opinion. Um, I think Cam works hard. I mean, you could tell he works hard. I mean, he's, he is a chiseled human being. Yeah. Brady uses that. Who's his Who's his guy? What do you mean? His guy. Oh, Alex. Uh, yeah, 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 him. 
Guerrero, I think his name is. Yeah, and, and listen, I'm, I'm the TB12 trainer. I, I'm I'm the biggest Brady advocate ever. Um, if if Belichick sees Cam Newton working hard, he's he's going to tell you. Yeah. Belichick was never a fan of Alex Guerrero. Yeah, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah, because Brady would leave, go yeah. get worked on, and then come back, yeah. and it was like that was the whole thing. Is they had like I'm pretty sure a part of um, at least what the media was saying was like. Belichick didn't want his trainer coming into the building because he had all access to like Brady yeah. gave him all access to the training facilities right. and everything. And right. I don't know. I mean, obviously it worked for Brady because it was keeping him in shape enough to play into his forties. Sure, you know. What no, I, mean? I agree. But I agree. What they what Belichick said on that conference call or what I think he was talking to like WBI or something, but he was saying like Cam's here at like 5 30 in the morning he's working he's like he's not only he's not working on things he's good at he tries to find the stuff that he's bad at and he works on it and he goes you don't see that a lot and a lot of people you see them try to tend to lean towards the things that they're good at yeah, and yeah. get better at that but he's trying to the stuff that he knows he's not as good at he's working hard yeah yeah he's here early and he stays late and that's i'm pretty sure the mccordy twins said said, said the, the same, same thing. thing you know i, I think I think Belichick is 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 also trying to stick it, Brady. stick it to Brady because Brady's said some backhanded stuff on social media. Yeah, you know, um, th- there's only one or two one or two things that's going to happen with Brady. I mean, he's either going to fall off a cliff or he's going to have an unbelievable year because I mean, he's got his, an amazing his, his, offense. His weapons are just they're cr- it's crazy. They just and added they just, Leonard Fournette. Leonard Fournette, yeah. So. You know, um, like look at that lineup. That's Tom Brady, yeah. Rob Gronkowski, Lashawn McCoy. Yeah, Lashawn McCoy's got... on, he's on his way out because yeah, he's... but they can still use him as like a third down bat. He's yeah. dynamic enough to get you a first down sure. once in a while. Sure, but Leonard Fournette that that just puts it over the top. And then I mean his receiving core this year too. He's got Mike God, Evans, who's a God, top five. Godwin, Godwin yeah. just like breaking out. He's yeah. like basically the next Deshaun Jackson. Yeah. He's just that speedy guy going right down the field. Yeah. And he has O.J. Howard as another tight end too. They, they play the sure. Patri- they play the Patriots this year, right? I think next year, next year in Fox. Oh, they have the, they have the West. Yeah. Yep, they have the West. Okay. That would be awesome if it was this year. If you're the NFL though, say like the NFL is rigged, you're pushing you put, for, you, a New for, for a New Tampa England Bay, Tampa Bay Super Bowl, especially because yeah, yeah. it's in Tampa Bay too. Oh, is it really? Yep. Huh. So. You know how many people would watch that, even though they're like, "We hate New England, we hate Tom Brady." Yeah, this, it's this, like, yeah. who who are you gonna root for? Either you hate Belichick or, or you, you hate, hate Brady. Brady. Yep. It's Funny. the thing is, is like if the Pats aren't good this year, I it's not like I want to see Brady win a, like a seventh ring with somebody else, but I got I got I I would I mean as long as it's not against the Patriots, yeah, I would root for the guy. Absolutely. I will no. That's what I'm saying. I'll root for them yeah. if the Patriots get kicked out, or you know, if they're not doing well, then I'm obviously going to keep an eye on Tom. It's just if he does win a seventh with the Buccaneers, it's going to be tough seeing him in yeah. another jersey doing yeah. that because you're like, we just got yeah. blessed with like 20 seasons of. Oh, we're spoiled. When... We are. So, I mean, not only the Patriots, but the the Bruins, the Red Sox, the South. Like it, it's been over the last 20 years. It's been. It just it's been awesome for for a sports fan in this 
that's, area. That's like what my my parents keep telling me. Like my stepdad, and my dad are like, "You're so lucky." Like they're like, "We grew well, up." Yeah. Like, dude, everybody sucked. Yeah, everyone sucked. Well, not the Celtics. The Celtics were good. The Celtics were good. He said the Red Sox and the Patriots oh, were, were the terrible, worst. Terrible, terrible, terrible. The Bruins were good in the seventies. The Patriots, yeah, that's, and, but that's when we were all pretty much born. I mean, that's yeah. you know. Yeah, we got lucky because I mean the Pats. It's like you, the Pats had two separate. It's like Brady had two different careers. Like if right. you look at his stats, like I'm pretty sure they do break it up. Like two separate careers, and in each career he had three separate Super Bowl or two separate Super Bowl runs. Right, right. But uh, Jordan pre and post MLB. Yeah, it's like it's crazy though. But the thing is, is with that backside. He, I would say the backside, like 14, 16, and 18, he was a better quarterback than he was those first. Yeah. Those well, first he, 10. He, he managed games really well. Yeah. Um, and I think their defenses in the early years were, were really, really good. Yeah. Not to say, not to say. I mean, oh. those defenses were good. The last defense, that 2018 defense yeah, that was, was basically the reason why we won the game. Right, right. And then the 2016 one was okay, but the 2014 one was low-key stacked. Like, we had Revis yes. and Browner in the secondary. Browner. Oh and Chandler Jones yep. was coming off the edge with yep. Jamie Collins and Dante Hightower. That was a good team. It, it, it was. I mean, mo- I mean, all those Super Bowl teams are great. Um, but I think he was more of a manager early in his career. Yeah. And then, you know, when he hit that 07 year, 06, 07, that's, he kind of took off. And took uh, took it, another step up. Right. Right. It was like, well, now I can literally just lead the. Yeah. Uh, that was crazy. Just him and him and Wes Wilker and him and Randy Moss yeah. was like. Yeah. You couldn't. You couldn't even defend against Randy Moss. He'd just run right past you. But another thing that I kind of took for granted was, I think some of the best offense that I saw. That I remember was just the Edelman, Amendola, Gronkowski. Yeah. And Hogan. Yep. And a lot of people are like, this is these scrub like white guys in the well, NFL. It, right. But it's But like, they were ridiculous. I mean, if they, you look at their numbers, like Hogan re um Hogan, He ended up leaving he went and signed with um Carolina after, I think. Right. But he uh he he wasn't that great when he was with Buffalo. No. Like and I'm not even talking he wasn't great with the Patriots, but he had no, way, he had way, way he better numbers. Way better numbers with the Patriots. Because he was fast. He could just, he could get down the field. Let's see. Was this yards? Oh, so Buffalo, when he was he in did, Buffalo, yeah. he had 450. Um, and then 680 with the Patriots his first year. And then 439 and 532. Uh, maybe was then he went to Carolina, well, had 67. How yeah. many receptions, though? But he was averaging about 35. In Buffalo, which, we had 41 good, that year. Which is good for a number three, right? Yeah. But, like, I, like a lot of, like, people don't want to talk about it in New England because we lost the game, but the Super Bowl against the Eagles, like, he had 100 yards receiving and a touchdown. Gronk had over 100 yards and two touchdowns, and Amendola had, a, a, like, 100 uh, just, yards and a we, touchdown. We just, didn't, we just didn't play defense. That that was That was... Do you think if Malcolm Butler played in that game, it was different? No. No? No. Well, I don't think my my opinion is if those guys were in the locker room pissed off because Malcolm Brown wasn't playing, yeah, that's on them. 
You know what I'm saying? You you got a job to do. But that was also don't, don't, that's listen, a big, don't that's a big call on on Belichick's part. It's a, he's <laughs> he's not going to give in. Whatever he did, whatever Malcolm Butler did yeah. to, to deserve that, he's got to live with it. He Belichick is he's like he he's always going to think he's justified for doing what he did. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Oh no, he'll take that to his grave. He, absolutely, he made that decision. He's like, that's the decision I sure. made. Yep. And and he'll 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 back it up. He'll give you he'll give you reasons. He'll he'll give you everything. So not only so, back to the championships in New England. Not only do we have six from the Pats, but even the Red Sox, we have four from them. Yep. And the last one that we just saw, I don't think I will ever see a Red Sox team as good as that Red Sox team. That was um, that was that was a pretty good team. That was probably <laughs> the best baseball team I've. I've physically ever watched. Yeah, um, they were so good. Yeah, because 2013, I, I think they they just had such a great run, and and I think a lot of it it was driven from the Boston from bombing. the Boston yeah from yep. the Boston Marathon, but they they all they came together as a team and they they did they did what they had to do. Nobody nobody expected them to win that no. World Series. I mean, no. they were certainly not predicted. 2013 kind of reminds me of like. When I go back, I don't remember the 2004 as too young at that point to like <laughs> actually remember it. But going back and watching the highlights of 2004 and like the documentaries, like that team reminds me of like 2013 because it was almost like you had like this group of like well they had 04, like utility 04, players or just not utility players, but they just like there wasn't a big superstar other than Big Poppy. No, no, no. So 04 was um, was Poppy, Manny, Schilling. Pedro, they they had a good team. They yeah. lost they lost in the AS, the ALCS the year before the Not home the run. Aaron Boone, the Aaron, Aaron fucking Aaron Boone. fucking Boone. Um, but when they you know that that team was supposed to get back there, right? Yeah. And, and when they go down 0-3, um, you're like, what the fuck? Right. Um, that was I, I remember that. I remember when the the night they won it vividly because I had my daughter. She wasn't even a year yet, and. Uh, they win the World Series, and I'm home alone with her, and I'm like, I'm like almost crying, yeah, because because I've I never thought they would ever win a World Series because they were so terrible. Thirty six years for so long, like something's something's fucking gonna happen, you know? Yeah. Um, but but the uh, ALCS when they were down 03, I I go every night. I go if they win tonight, they got Schilling the next night. That was a, the bloody sock, and then they got then they got Pedro, and then they got. Then yeah. they got everybody else in Game Seven. It, it like it worked out perfectly. Yeah. So, that's what they were saying. Is like, I don't know why I think. What is that thirty for thirty called? Four nights in October. Four nights in October. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And they talk about it and like, for some reason, like, Kevin Millar was like the big hype man on the team, oh, and he, he was he was the one telling everyone like, "Don't let us win tonight." He's like, because if we win tonight, yeah. like you said, like yeah. we have so and so on the mound yeah. tomorrow, and then after him we have like what's his name's up next, whatever. It's yeah. like he was the hype man, and then they're just like win one game, and then they'd all celebrate it, and it was just like that's crazy. And they and they beat Mariano a couple times, which is yeah. which is a tough thing to do. Yeah, really tough. So they um, what's crazy is like the fact that it was literally, it was like. It wasn't was it four days straight because there was a couple of games where it was like that first game they walked off and it was that day they had to play like 
12 hours later they're playing again. right so so they played the two in new york they lost they lost the first one in boston i think they got smoked yeah i think they got smoke smoked and then big poppy and, and then walked it off that was right? that the first one was the longer one but the next night that was that was extra innings too yeah walked that one off and then they then they went back to new york so they had a day off before they went back to new york and they i think they smoked them in game six yeah that's where um what's his name Johnny Damon hit that grand slam to like um, like start the game, not start yeah. the game, but it was in the early innings. What do we have? So Yankees, oh, no, it was Yankees, game Yankees, seven. Yankees, it was game, seven. game three, we lost nineteen we got, to eight. Oh yeah, we got smoked. Oh Jesus! Then we won six to four in twelve innings, five hour game. Game five, we won five to four, fourteen innings, and then we beat them again in Yankee Stadium, and then we just. Game seven, we smoked them. Is the is the bloody sock game six or five? I think it was six. I want to say it was in New York. Yeah, you might be right. Pedro was game two. Who did say? That didn't say Trot next. So who's a winning? Wait, Trot, go, Trot was there. Yeah. yeah, but he wasn't a. Uh, who's game three pitcher again, Trevor? Oh, I have no clue who that is. Mendoza. Romero Mendoza, skinny dude. Um, game four. Tim Wakefield. Okay. Game five. Kurt Schilling was game six. Was the bloody game six, sock the game. Bloody sock game. Okay. There yep. And then Derek Lowe, but he was a closer. I don't know no, who no, started that game. No, he started. I think he started. Derek that, Lowe, did he? I think he started that game. Yeah. I feel like after you win that, you come back from from being down 0-3. And then the then the it's uh, like you 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 just beat the Yankees in the ALCS down o three like you're gonna you're gonna probably win the World Series. Well, they swept Colorado, I think. Yeah, you know, that year. That that's just was it Colorado or St. I Louis? think it was St. Louis. St. Louis. Yep, St. Louis, and then Colorado was two thousand seven. Yeah, that's just like you don't have a chance, especially if we just went through an eighty six year drought, came back down o three against our all time rival, eleven nine. Six two four one three nothing. Crazy. Jesus. Crazy, crazy. Well, two thousand thirteen was crazy. I remember that because I was watching. I don't know. My my memory's like kind of fucked up, but I'm pretty sure <laughs> that uh, the Patriots were on the same Sunday as that. It was Sunday night baseball against the Tigers in the LCS. And I just watched Tom Brady throw that, have that game-winning drive against the Saints with his scrub wide receiver core of like Kembrell Tompkins, Austin oh, Colley, Jesus, uh, Julian Edelman before he was like a big name on the team, mm-hmm. and Kembrell caught that one in the back in of the, the end back zone. of the end zone. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Um, I just watched Tom Brady do that, and then that night, I think it was Sunday night baseball for the playoff game in the ALCS against the Tigers, and that was like Big Poppy walked up to the plate, bases loaded. We were down 5-1. He hit the grand slam. And it was like, you just like you just felt that yeah. vibe, like he was going to yeah, hit it. Like, yeah, yeah. I Was that off? Of, that wasn't off of what's-his-name for Lander, was it? No, it was, um, oh, what's-his-name? The two with the, the guy with the the two eyes, the two eyes, the, the two, two eyes. the two different colored eyes. Uh, he's in, he's no, in... no, no, it's not. It wasn't Scherzer. 
It wasn't he was, Scherzer. but he was there then, right? He, yeah, they had an insane pitching core. Well, like their, their staff was crazy, staff was, right? It was Verlander, Scherzer. Scherzer they yeah. had uh, Annabelle Sanchez was super like was pitching. You know where out. you know where he got where he, they got him from? Red Sox. Yeah. Um, yeah. Who is that guy? They got out of there quick. It was just a laser right to right field. Yeah, him. I don't know who. Who, this is a four-hour loop. That's hilarious. I don't know who that that um, pitcher is, but I remember when he when Big Poppy stepped up to the plate. They were like, "He's never hit a home run off this pitcher before," and it was like That's first it, it, pitch. Like <laughs> Benoit, I think. Joaquin Benoit. Yeah, That's they had That's, Rick That's, Porcello too. They That's Rick... right. That's right. That's right. That's where we got Porcello from. We paid but way Scherzer, too much for him. Oh yeah, he won a Cy Young though, with us. So he he probably had the best. But that's also because he had twenty two wins that year. He did, but he had the best run um, run percentage, run backing than. than oh yeah, they than they were in scoring. Major League. They were scoring like eight eight runs eight, a game, eight seven runs eight a game runs a game. When he was yeah, pitching. I remember that. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you ever heard this, but like they they show the. Uh, when they did the 2018 World Series champion uh, video or, like, something. They interviewed Chris Sale. And you know how he came out and closed the World Series? Yeah. Um, they said he's, like, when he was warming up, he said the last thing he remembers was walking out into the outfield. And then he said the next thing that he was, like, consciously, like, remembers was Vasquez jumping in his arms. <laughs> he was, like, I blacked out. Yeah. He just... Retired three in a row. Right, right. <laughs> you knew they were going to put him in, too. Well, you need to, right? It was I either mean, that or da- like David Price. Actually, no, David Price. I wouldn't put David Price no. in. It was either him or Evaldi. <laughs> him or Evaldi, because Evaldi was doing good. Because our pitching are in 2018, like, the pitching our pitching was, wasn't was, great. I thought it But they came around the, when we needed, we needed them, them, too. And, and I'm a, I like Evaldi. I've always liked him. He throws hard. He's he just blows his arm out. Yeah, he he's just um, he gets to be too hittable, right? You can't be in the middle of the plate. Yeah, you know he's he's an edge. He should be an edge guy. Everybody can hit ninety eight now. Yeah, that, that's that's the problem. You know, everybody can hit ninety eight, ninety nine down the middle of the plate. You've you've got to you've got to be on the edge, or you got to move the ball. Well, that's what you, you know? got to think is like a Roldis Chapman. Like when he first showed up, everyone's like, "Holy shit, this guy's throwing like a hundred and two, a hundred and three. He comes from the left side, though. That's yeah. That's that's. But he's he's not he's not that great as a yeah. closer anymore. People started to figure him out. And that's what the um, you know everybody's doing their homework. You know, yeah. baseball's evolved so much. Um, just just as football has. I mean, everybody's everybody's doing their homework. The technology. I mean, like. Even you guys, you know, you ten years ago, you, you guys wouldn't be able to pull this off, no. right? Um, it, it, and same goes for for any professional sport or any any profession. Yeah, you know, um, technology is if you can afford it, you know, you, well, you're probably going to be successful. That's the thing that's that's uh, that sucks with Boston sports though is everyone's so judgmental on the players. And like I was watching the news the other day, and um, something came up where it was like. Uh, they're talking about the Red Sox because they just traded away like Mitch Moreland um, to the Padres or something, and they're saying whoever was left on the team and how they suck, like the core people suck. Um, and they're saying J.D. Martinez 
can't play without his binky, aka his video, his like video, whatever. Like he goes back and oh, watches his video allowed, at the play. He's not allowed to go back. Yeah, right. and it was like, why is that such a bad thing? Like he would just go and watch his at bats. Yeah. Like what's... everybody has, everybody has a routine. Yeah. I mean, Big Poppy would go down under the tunnel and take swings in between at bats. That's what's, like yeah. you, you know, it's people don't understand the intricacies of what actually happens behind the scenes during a game and, and they want to pop off, you know, uh, if you're an educated fan, yeah. you, you don't, you don't hear those people saying st- stupid shit like that. No. You know what I'm saying? So we have respect for the game. Like we've talked about it earlier in the show. It's just like, you're going to grind and that's how you become good. Yep. The more you put into something, yep. the better results you're going to get. Yep. Tom Brady didn't become the greatest quarterback of all time by sitting on his ass from at the end of the game on Sunday until the next Sunday. No, you know, he's, he was he's in back he was, to, he's back to work. Yeah. yeah. Monday always, watching he's always, film. He's always back to work, right? Constantly watching film so he could know how sure. de- like defensive like worked and he could yep. pick them apart and yep. stuff like that, so. Yep. All right, well, we we've, we've been talking for like a uh, a good amount of time, so Yeah. Dude, I had fun. Yeah. It was good. Thanks for coming on the show. Yeah, no no problem. Thank you for having me, man. Yeah. Uh, we'll see you guys later. Mm-hmm. See you next time. Thanks. And there you go, guys. Episode 5 in the books. It was a pleasure having John on the podcast. I was truly amazed by some of the things he had to share with us. Thank you for listening. And we'll be back next week with another episode of Cut to the Chase. Until then, you guys can follow us on Instagram at Cut to the Chase Podcast for more information and content on our episodes. And remember that we are streaming on Apple Music and Spotify. So please tell a friend, help us spread the word about our show. And until next week, guys, see you later.